Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. We are only a few weeks away from the end of the year, and it's a perfect time to do a little roundup of all of our favorites from 2023. In this episode, we are sharing our top favorites for time management, organization, and productivity. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Lorena. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. If not, I apologize. Lorena says, to keep record of the student's misbehavior and low referral document. In my school, they asked to have a record of all the incidents before we can make an intervention plan. I struggled to keep record of every misbehavior. So at the end, when I request an intervention, I lack documentation. Therefore, the interventions are very superficial. So I would immediately go to having a chart for your students. So in, I think it kind of depends on your school system and how you do these. For me, in I had to get permission from my guidance counselor or from my principal in some cases, not all cases, to be able to do this. But what it was is I would just have a paper for each day and the paper would be broken down with specific goals. Like what are the goals that that student needs to be able to do? Is it following directions? Is it keeping hands to ourselves? Is it being respectful? Whatever it might be that you're looking for as like the target behaviors for that student. And so those would end up being your columns. And then for your rows, you would have it broken down for your schedule and you can break it down however you want to. I personally prefer to keep it broken down by what it was that we were teaching. So if I was doing like morning meeting and then we had special and then I would have um, a time for them to, you know, do their reading block and then their math block, their writing block, et cetera, et cetera. And so I would print these and then I would put them into a, um, what is it? Like the three Brad, Michelle, like the three, is that what it's called? The three Brad, like the folder, folders, like pocket folder, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> And so I would put those in there and then I would have my student be responsible for it. And so we would discuss the goals that they that they were trying to achieve and I would just track it. And it could be a simple plus. It could be a minus. It could be a plus slash minus, depending on the behaviors that were happening. But every time a student would come into my classroom, and of course, this is going to depend on um, what grade level you teach, but I would have a spot in my room where my students were expected to put their charts. So if they had a chart, they would just put their folders right in this a particular spot in my classroom. And if behaviors were happening, I could just walk over there and quickly write a note in um, super fast. It doesn't have to be anything very lengthy. But what was nice about this is we were able to really look at the trends and where the behaviors were occurring, whether if it was in the morning, if it was in the afternoon, if, if it was based on subjects. Um, if there was a sub, whatever it might end up being. But that was a really easy way for me to track behaviors. What are your thoughts, Michelle? So I've never done it quite that way where I would discuss it with the student. I've done individual like behavior management plans, but not necessarily mm-hmm. like tracking it on paper. But I, I can see where that would, it would be beneficial for the student, but then it would make it much easier on you as well. Because you're kind of killing yeah. two birds with one stone. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and one thing I did forget to mention is that we had a goal. So like every student, I would say, you know, you want to get maybe like an 80%. And so if at the end of the day, they received an 80%, they, the goal was to do like, I, I 
I'm thinking about a few students that I had last year, where out of a six-day cycle, they tried to get um, four out of the six days with reaching 80%. And if they got four out of the six days reaching 80%, they got to go to the gumball machine. Right. So there was always a little reward to go with it as well. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So my thought goes to either having a paper option or a digital option, or maybe both. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have paper that you transfer to digital. For paper, I almost think about having some kind of just a very basic table or something printed out that you can put on like a clipboard that you can easily kind of carry around with you or have access to in your Mm -hmm. classroom where you can document because maybe it's more than one student and on you know your little chart you're going to have like a spot for each student and you can write down I know I would always have to document like the time that it was happening what the behavior was and yeah like what we were doing or like any triggers etc cetera, etc cetera. but having just like a little paper chart printed out with multiple copies I must think about when you go to the doctor and they have the clipboard with like all the forms and it's just the same yeah, copies yeah. of the forms it would be like that so then you could have it and be able to use that as your documentation but I do think it would also be nice to have a digital option because then when you're going to meetings and everything it's nice to have it in like a spreadsheet so I think about creating like a google sheet you could have a separate sheet for each student and again it could just be a place to document now you're not going to have time in the moment to go to your computer and like fill out this google sheet so what I would do is I would make it part of my afternoon routine so as I'm like packing up my teacher bag and getting things ready, checking over emails one last time, I would also make sure that I open up that spreadsheet. Like I would bookmark it on my bookmarks bar so it's nice and easy to get to. And I would open it up and input any of the data from that day. So you'd have to build that habit to do it on a daily basis. But again, in the moment, you might kind of forget like, oh, what time did that happen? So I know personally I've done where if there was one student in particular that I was really tracking certain behaviors, anytime it would happen with my phone, I would just take a picture of my watch. And that was a trigger to me or like a cue that I could then look through my camera roll. It would give me the time and I could always think back and go, okay, what was happening at that time? And then I've also done at one point I had two different students that I was doing this for. So as I took the picture of my watch with my hand, I would either show like one finger or two fingers because that would show like whether I was tracking it for student one or whether I was tracking it for student two. And then I could always go back and just like enter that data at the end of the day. But it would be something I'd have to build the habit for. Hmm, Yeah, I think it really, Lorena, it depends on what are the situations that you're looking for? What are you able to really do when it comes to these, uh, the documentation? But I think we've given you some ideas that then you can kind of take it and tweak it a little bit to make it work for you at the end of the day. But behaviors are so hard because there's so many different requirements based on the school that you're at. So hopefully that helps. So Michelle, did you ever watch like, or do you still ever watch any of the YouTubes uh, where they do like the 2023 favorites from the year? I'm very happy you switched that from did you to do you because yes, I still do. <laughs> In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently was watching one and it's like a, a beauty person, which like I'm not into beauty, but I do love watching Same. the beauty favor videos. I don't know why. Right? Isn't that weird? I was legit taking notes of ideas for things to get people because she went over not just like skincare and makeup. She went over other categories and I was legit like in my notes app going, "Ooh, that would be really good for this person. And I was like writing things down. 
Yeah, I I very much like to watch some of the favorites that people do every month. And it's so funny because it's like, while I, I do wear makeup, I am not really crazy about makeup. It's like I have the same things that I wear all the time yep. and I don't stray from the things that I wear. <laughs> so it's like I do the same face every day. And but I still really enjoy watching all of these favorite videos. Yeah, because I, I like to kind of see what are the options that are out there, but I don't really do anything with them. Uh, so this year, we thought that we would do like a little spin on the favorites from 2023 in true top teacher fashion. And so we're going to be sharing some of our own individual time management, organization and productivity favorites. So we're going to kick it off with time management favorites. And we just kind of made lists of things for these. Some of them are like physical products. Some of them are more like actions to take or like things to do and ideas to implement. So mm-hmm. is it okay, Bridget, if I kick us off for this one? Girl, yes, please. Okay. Please go ahead. So I would actually say one of my time management favorites from this past year was that deep workbook mm. that we read by Cal Newport. Yeah, I think it just really reframed my thinking in terms of how I go about like my task management and how I'm utilizing my time throughout the day. And so kind of going with that, another one of my favorites has now been kind of categorizing my tasks or my to-do list items into okay, am I going to do this during a deep work session or am I going to do this more so in like my downtime because it's a mindless task where I don't need a lot of like brain power to execute it. And I've really been focusing my days on the first half of the day is my deep work. So from when I wake up, I start drinking my coffee and I will usually work until about noon. That is my deep work time where I, I do those tasks that I need to not have distractions for and I need to be focused on. And then in the afternoon, like after lunch, from then until the gym is when I tend to do more of those mindless tasks because I feel like once I kind of unplug from that deep work, I just can't get back into it. So then it's things like answering emails or I'll have people reach out with like questions and I need to do little like screen recordings for them. Like that's something very simple that I can do, creating images for things. And so I've really been breaking my day down by that. And then the last thing I would say is one of my time management favorites, and this has been a game changer. It kind of goes with the whole categorizing and having deep work sections has been setting timers. Now, Bridget and I have talked a lot before about the Pomodoro method, which is where you set a timer for 25 minutes and you work during that time, distraction free, and then you take a five minute break and you will repeat that like three or four times. And then you'll take a longer, like 15 minute break. I've been doing a variation of that. What I have found to work really well for me is I will set a timer for an hour. And I know for some people that may not work because to stay focused for a full hour with no distractions can be difficult. But I think I have built up that stamina over time. And I'm the type of person where once I get into the workflow, it's hard for me to kind of break away. So an hour has been a sweet spot for me. After that hour, I will set a timer for 15 minutes where I kind of take a break. I'll like watch YouTube videos. And sometimes during that 15 minutes, I'll do some of those mindless tasks. Like I'll answer emails. It feels like a break, even though it's not necessarily a fun thing, but I'll have a video playing in the background, like while I'm answering emails. So I kind of combine it, but I'm not kidding when I say that I've gotten more done by setting those timers and sticking to them than I have in a long, long time. So that has been a game changer for me recently. Bridget, what about you? 
Well, before I go into what I have, I wanted to comment um, that you really changed your routine then because in the mornings, am I right or wrong here where you used to get up and do your emails first? You are correct that that used to be the first thing. What I will say that I do now, although I don't really consider it part of my work day, when I get up, one of the first things I do is I take Ember outside and I throw ball with her. While I'm throwing ball with her, I'm usually kind of going through my emails that I've gotten overnight and like deleting the Mm -hmm. ones that are just junk. And then if it's something I can quickly respond to, sometimes I just respond from my phone. But I I am somewhat processing the email still first thing in the morning, but then I wait to respond to them until later in the day. Okay. Awesome. No, that's really, really good. Um, So some of my time management favorites from this year are going to go along the same lines for the deep workbook. Um, One of the things that I really do is just waking up early and it goes, and it's because I am fully aware that my best work happens early in the morning. Mm. I do my very best. And so that is my, as you say, deep work time. But it's the time that I'm just really focusing on getting a lot of the harder tasks done. Because once the afternoon comes, kids come home from school, you know, everybody's kind of doing stuff, dinner needs to be made, I don't have the ability to be able to really focus in on that work time. Another thing that's really helped me is time blocking my calendar, Um, especially now with the job change that I have. My calendar rules my life. (laughs) Everything on my calendar is very important. So having like those time blocks of, okay, I'm going to be doing this for an hour to two hours and then I'm going to be working on this. That really does help me stay focused, um, especially when I have so many different things that I'm juggling. So examples are, you know, maybe I'm doing a presentation at the IU and then I'm going to do a presentation presentation at an LEA, I need to make sure that I'm giving myself that time to work on those presentations. And so by waking up early and time blocking my calendar, it allows me to be able to ensure that I'm getting those things done. Uh, Another one for me, and I'm very proud of myself this year, Michelle, is that I'm focusing on one task versus all the tasks, because we all know Bridget's a bit of a hopper. (laughs) So... I really have been focusing in on just working on one project versus trying to do all of the different things. And this has really helped me when it comes to my time management this year. And so this even means that I'm cleaning off all of my distractions down to like my Google Chrome. And so I will often, you know, close out of windows or I will open a fresh window and it will Mm. only have the tabs that I need to focus on. And I do not stray from those tabs. Those are the tabs that I'm that I'm working with. Um, And that really does help me stay on track. I love doing that with Google Chrome where I will open up just a new window. So sometimes if I'm like pivoting from one thing to another, it's like I I don't want to get rid of those tabs, but I don't want them there as Mm -hmm. distractions. So I love just having a new window. I think that's a really good point. And I am very proud of you, lady, (laughs) because I know this has been something that I know I've always heard you express that like you want to get better at, but it's always hard to like go against our nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, old dogs can learn new tricks. So yes, I am proof that that happens. (laughs) Yes, they can. And something else you said really resonated with me at the beginning when you mentioned waking up early and because it is your best time to get work done or it's when you do your best work. 
I think that that's a good takeaway just to wrap up like the time management for everyone. It's not about doing what you see everyone else doing on social media. You'll always see people sharing these routines and here's what I do and this is your productivity hack. And we Mm -hmm. even do that on the podcast. But at the end of the day, it's about figuring out what works best for you. Now, that doesn't mean you can't make improvements and and try to get better at certain things that you notice are kind of dragging you down. But at the end of the day, you do have to kind of embrace you and your personal work style because we are all different. So we're going to take a break. You can kind of chew on that thought for a little bit. And then when we come back, we're going to dive into some organization favorites. Happy December, y'all. We know this is the time of year when you're scrambling to get all the gifts for all the people in your life. And we're here to tell you it's okay to get someone a gift card. Amen, guys. Let's just be honest. We all love a good gift card. It's simple and it allows that individual to treat themselves with what they really want or need. Exactly. So if you have any team teachers, colleagues, or friends in education that have been wanting to jump into digital planning, we've got the perfect gift idea for you. Yes, we do. We've got teaching on the double gift cards available that can be used to purchase any of our digital planners, digital planning stickers, or planner inserts. So head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab one and check that gift purchase off your list. The gift card is digital, so you can print it, email it, or find some other creative way to gift it. But for now, back to the episode. All right, we are back. And now we're going to jump into our 2023 organization favorites that we have. So... My favorite so far, and Michelle, this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind. I just want to just stay with me a little bit, okay? Hear me out. Um, so far, I have been working with Notion, and I have really, really enjoyed working inside of Notion. Um, I feel like I need to send you a screenshot. She's giving me a look, y'all, right now. You should see the look she's giving me <laughs> through Skype. <laughs> I'm trying to settle my face. I'm trying to tell it to behave. I know, I know, I know. Um, But I really have been enjoying Notion, uh, mainly because between the professional developments that I've been having to go to, um, I read so many books. It's unbelievable. But one of the challenges that I've always felt that I've had when it comes to reading my books is I take notes or I highlight inside of my book, but then I don't really do anything with it from there. And so, yes, I know we've talked about using notes, but the problem with me using my notes app is that I have two different computers. I have a home computer that I will sometimes do my like work work on, like for my job. And then I have a work computer. Unfortunately, I can't put any of my accounts onto my work computer because they have that stuff locked down. And I like taking my work computer places because it's smaller and it's not as heavy as my biggest one, like my my home one. And so it works out because Notion allows me to open it up within. She's like nodding, guys. She is trying so hard. <laughs> I'm legitimately nodding because I think that that is a good reason to like it embrace is. a new tool because you can't access your notes I can't on your work computer. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have the ability to now be able to access it on my work phone, on my work computer, from my home computer, and I can just open it up in a Google tab at the moment. So what I love about it is I've had the ability to organize like the books that I'm reading and it'll track like the percentage for the books that I'm reading. I have a spot that has my to-dos and when I go into my to-dos, I can break them down, especially if it's a project, into smaller to-do pieces. And again, it'll give me like percentage of like, oh, this is 35% complete or 50% complete. And I feel like that's a nice motivator for me. Um, so Notion so far, I, I've been trying to find something that works for both my work and my home because I have one life. So I'm trying to combine my life um, has been really working for me. Another one is going to be my travel bag for presentations. Guys, this has been so nice. I took a bunch of makeup bags that my sister was getting rid of because she moved to Amsterdam. And so now I have like an all tech bag and then I have like pens, pencils, sticky notes bag. And it's very nice to have all of those things already packed up and not have to worry about packing those things up and oh my gosh, did I forget that at home? Because Lord knows I am definitely one of those people that forgets things all the time. So as far as like organization goes, that has been working really, really well for me. Another thing is my iPad. It's just another thing that's going to come back up. I am a good notes person. I will always be a good notes person. It is my top <laughs> contender. Um, so I... I think it's fantastic. I put all my presentations on them. And so when I'm presenting and I don't have the ability to look at my notes from Google when I present, I can at least have it on my iPad with all of my notes detailed on there and I can just flip through my iPad. So that's helped me a ton. Um, 43 folder system will always stay there. I will put a link into the show notes so that you guys can hear more about the 43 folder system. So if you're teaching and you want to organize papers or copies that you're doing and you want to be able to plan ahead, this is a great system to be able to use for that. And then last but not least are going to be the Michael's jewelry containers. Do you know what I'm talking about, Michelle, when I say Michael's jewelry containers? Are those the, like, they're a rectangle and they have little square sections on the inside? Yeah, so they're clear and then you can kind of change or adjust the sections on the inside. I love using these for manipulatives. And so in... I, I've been using them for years, but I've also now been taking them with me to presentations to be able to kind of set up a table so that people can go and look at just different resources and how they can organize different things. Um, and so in a couple of the phonics sessions that I've been doing last month and, and this coming month, um, this is one of the things that I show. And it's always like such a hit with people. And it's such a great way to organize things and not have everything kind of falling apart whenever you're, you're teaching in your classroom. So Definitely love using those for like small group materials or even if you're doing it whole group and you want to have a way to organize the things that you want to work with and you want to have your students manipulate um, without trying to pass it out every single day, which can be a lot. So my organization favorites are all, all going to be like physical items. It's not any like digital organization. I mean, my digital organization has stayed the same. Like there haven't really been any new discoveries this year. So one of my favorites have been these zipper pouches, which I think I first, well, mm. actually I first learned about these because Billy bought a pack like years ago when we were living in an apartment, I forget what he bought them for, but we did not end up using them for what he bought them for. And they just kind of sat there. And then I remember <laughs> you, Bridget, at one point, like showed them to me. And I was like, wait, 
we have some of those, but I never thought to use them within the classroom. So it's kind of that Mm. like connecting tissue moment. So this was a while ago, but especially this year, I've gone out and gotten a bunch of different sizes and I've been using them a lot. So these zipper pouches, they are a plastic material, but it's a much thicker plastic than like a typical plastic you know, bag. Like it's a, you can reuse it for a long period of time. And then it has a little zipper closure so you can completely close it. And I feel like the zipper is much faster than trying to like use little buttons and things. You know, there's a bunch of different closures on them, but I really like the zippers. The brand that I personally have been using from Amazon, I'm just going to spell it for y'all because I swear they just make these up. So it's O-A-I-M-Y-Y. So O-A-I-M-Y-Y. And what I really love about that brand is they have tons of different sizes. So you can get little tiny ones, you can get big ones. And I've been using these a lot for my PD presentations. So when I go to a PD, I typically have like physical materials that I bring and I've been storing all of them in these different zipper pouches. But I did also use them in my classroom to organize within my drawers. So if you ever saw any of my classroom vlogs, I had a set of rainbow drawers and each drawer was a different unit for math. And within that drawer, I would have like games and different stations and things I had prepped. And I would keep a lot of the pieces in those zipper pouches. So those are fantastic. Another thing I've been loving is my travel cable organizer. So it's a place to keep all of the different plugs and, you know, the little wall pieces, my different clickers, all of the things in one place. Now, I previously had a very small compact one that I've been using for years when I travel, but this year I had to get a bigger one because with all my PD stuff, I was bringing way more electronics and I couldn't fit all of it in the small one. So the one I got, it's from the brand FYI, or sorry, hold on. Did I just say FYI? That was the old F. Okay. I think in my brain, I was thinking FYE, which used to be the store for your entertainment. It's where they sold like CDs and stuff. Yeah. 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 And I like went there and that was not right. FYY is the brand. So F and then two Y's. And it's a larger, deeper cable organizer. And it allows me to keep all of like my MacBook charger. I have an extension cord in there. I have like my, the piece that goes on the back of my phone that will let you like charge it for extra. It's like Mm -hmm. the MagSafe charger. All of those things go in there. And I really like that it has two compartments. So there's a smaller compartment where you mostly would put like your cords and stuff. And it has those little kind of elasticy loops where you can slip your cords in there. And then there's a thicker section where you can put chunky like chargers and things. And it has a little handle that you can carry it with, which I like. Speaking of which, another organization favorite this year has been me getting duplicates of things that I travel with often. So because I have done a lot more travel this year, I've been like living in and out of suitcases and it got to the point where I was so tired of having to wait until the last minute to pack certain things. So for example, my MacBook charger, like I'm always on my laptop and I'm always charging it and I would have to wait until the last minute to like pack it up in my bag. Mm -hmm. But I went out and got myself 
a duplicate of my MacBook charger. So I now have my home MacBook charger and then I have my travel MacBook charger, which I really like because then if something happens to one or the other, I already have a backup, which is, you know, just convenient. Another thing I've gotten a duplicate of is my curling wand. So that's the only like hair tool that I really use is just like a basic curling wand. And again, I would always have to wait until the last minute to pack it because curling my hair would be one of the last things I would do. And then you have to wait for it to cool off before you pack it. So I just got myself a second curling wand, right? (laughs) And I now have my home curling wand and my travel curling wand. I also got duplicates of some of my lifting supplies because I usually bring my lifting gear with me for training while I travel. And certain things like my lifting belt, I'm not getting a duplicate of that because that's like a $300 belt. But things like a resistance band and like a tripod because I have to film certain lifts, I went ahead and got duplicates of so that I can have that stuff packed away. The other things are just like kitchen related. I've been doing a lot more like cooking and all that kind of stuff. I've really been loving glass containers as opposed to plastic because they don't stain. I have recently gotten another set of glass bowls. I have like larger glass bowls and then smaller glass bowls. Now I would say the smaller ones probably have like a two and a half inch diameter. And then the larger bowls have maybe like a four or five inch diameter. So it's really good for like, if I'm prepping up stuff for dinner or I'm putting away like little leftovers of things, I really like the brand Pyrex. It tends to be pretty expensive, but it's a great brand. And then Anchor is a little bit cheaper, but I feel like they're just as good. Mm -hmm. So those have been the brands that I've loved. And then I also got a set of glass divided containers on Amazon. It was by the brand M micro, but it's a container for like leftovers, but it has like three different sections, which is really nice. If you have like kind of components to the meal you're putting away and maybe you don't want it to like touch. So if I have like rice and then a sauce, I can kind of keep it separate. And I've just really been liking those. I know it's not necessarily teaching related, but it works well for like lunches and leftovers and meal prep and stuff. So I wanted to mention it. Yeah. And you know what? Meal prep when you're teaching is one of the most challenging things ever. (laughs) So maybe that will end up helping you. Um, And it's so funny you talk about duplicates because even when I was in the classroom, I have and I actually have it in my car, too. I have like a a set of like duplicate stuff that I will just carry with me. And I even had it when I was teaching. Like I had an extra pair of clothes. I had extra shoes. I had an extra like flat iron and all the extra things just lived in my classroom, like in a little section so that in case something ended up happening, I would be able to kind of make myself look put together because there have been those cases when I have slept in a little bit too far. (laughs) And it's like, oh my gosh, I need 15 minutes to be able to get to the school. Um, So that is always super helpful. So maybe that's even something that people can ask for for Christmas. It's like, you know what? Give me like duplicates so that I don't have to stress about these things because it is sometimes it's frustrating and hard. Yeah. So now we're going to be heading into our productivity favorites. I'm going to be very lame with my productivity favorites. (laughs) Mine are lame too. It's okay. Okay. So I really only have two things that are like my true productivity favorites. Um, And it's mainly for when I'm working at home. And it's so funny, Michelle, because I feel like I'm trying to bring in aspects of what my classroom felt like because I have my moments Mm. when I'm really, really missing the classroom and I'm 
miss being with kids. But one of the things that I always did in my classroom is I always had like those scenic backgrounds. She's literally looking at one as she's sitting here looking yeah. at me. <laughs> so like the scenic backgrounds and typically mine were like Harry Potter themed or I would try to have it themed like holidays or the seasons or whatever I wanted it to be. But it would have like real calm music in the background and I loved it. Even if it was like raining outside, I would bring the rain on the inside and like have the sounds of it because the kids would really enjoy it. But it was also very calming for me and I would just really work and get things done. So in my office, one of the things that I do when I'm working from home because my schedule is a hot mess express is that if I'm at home and I have a day where I just need to get a lot of like computer work stuff done I will put on a scenic background onto a computer with like some light little music going on and I have my what are those candle things Michelle what are they called like the wax the wax melters, melters. okay yeah so I have my wax melter from my classroom that I will like turn on and I close my door and that is my way of like getting in the zone to be productive. That sounds really lame, but it works for me. <laughs> no, it's not lame at all. And honestly, one of mine is the same. So the whole like smells thing. Oh, I yeah. have found that it really helps my productivity if I like surround myself with good smells because it just okay. puts me in a good mood. Well, what's your good smell? Well, my current one. Yeah. So, well, hold on. There's a whole story here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. So I got myself new wax melt warmers, whatever you oh, want to yeah, call them. They're pretty too. They're really nice. We'll put them, we'll put a link in the the show notes for you guys to go and check them out. I love them. And it was a couple podcast episodes ago that I shared that I had a wax melter, but I couldn't get the wax out. And Bridget, I had so many people send me messages <laughs> and emails and they're like, try this, try this. No, no, no. Y'all, y'all, I tried all of the things. The issue is the wax melt warmer that I had, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was just a cheap version or the wax sat in it too long. I tried all the things. I got the wax out, but there still was just a coating of wax and there was no way for me to like clean it. It just, it was a hot mess. So I got rid of it and I got new ones. I got the Happy Wax brand on Amazon. So it was a little bit pricier. But what I really like about the ones I have, I got the two of the exact same ones. I have one upstairs, one downstairs. It's a very sleek black look, which is my style, but yes. it has a removable silicone little cup where the wax goes. So when it's time to change the wax, you just grab the little cup. You can pop it out because it's silicone and it moves. And then if you need to wash it, if there's any residue, you can easily like run it under the sink and wash it. So I love that. And it has a timer. So when you click it, if you click it once, it will run for three hours. Twice, it runs for six. And three times, it runs for nine. And so I love that I can just put the timer on and it is good to go. My current scent, I got it at HEB. It's like a pine scent. Uh, okay. I forget what it was called. I think it was called like sugar pine or something, but it's like a real woodsy, piney mm. kind of scent, which I just love. I love those kind. Yeah. I was about to say, are those like your go-to smells? Yeah. I like very woodsy smells. Um, I do not like floral. I can get Same. down with citrus, but I feel like that's more like summery, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm very much into, I like the Christmas scents. The fall Christmas scents are like my go-to's. Yeah. I had a pumpkin bourbon candle from Target during like the fall season that I loved. Really? It smelled so good. So good. 
Um, oh. The only other two things I have for productivity favorites. One is my walking pad. I've talked about it a million times, but I absolutely love it. I got it in January of 2023. I have used it literally every day I've been home. I use it. It's by the brand Rhythm Fun. Was it pricey? Yes. What I will say is almost every time I look at it on Amazon, there's like a coupon for $100 off. So make sure you look carefully and use the coupon. But it has allowed me to get so much more done because I'm not spending as much time of my day going for walks. And I do think it's nice to walk outside. But during times when I have a lot on my plate, it's nice to be able to get in movement and steps while still being able to get stuff done on the computer. I wear Mm -hmm. my Apple watch on my ankle when I do it. So it tracks my steps, even though my hands are up on the desk and it just, it has made me so happy this year. The other thing has been assigning dates to my Google tasks. So when you create a task in Google tasks, you have the option to give it a specific day and time. And so as I'm mapping out like my week and trying to figure out when I'm going to do different things, different things. I will assign dates to the tasks and then they show up on my Google calendar as well, which is really nice, but I can easily change the dates if like things, you know, don't work out, but I like at least kind of having a plan and then it helps me put those tasks in order. And I just have to say to everyone listening to this, if you did not know, you can now view Google tasks in a full screen mode. So up until this point, you have only been able to use Google tasks in the app on your phone or the site sidebar within like Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Slides, all of those. There was a Google Chrome extension that would let you use it full screen, but it wasn't through Google Tasks. It was like a third party that would like use your Google Task data. I don't know. It was kind of weird. But now if you go to Google, uh, sorry, I almost said Google Classroom, Google Calendar on your computer up at the very top, just to the left of where your little icon is. So it's on the right-hand side, but just to the left of your icon, there's the little calendar icon and then there's the tasks icon. If you click the tasks icon, it's the circle with the check mark. It will open up your tasks in a full screen mode and you can like toggle which ones you want to see and you can even print your lists from there, which is really, really nice. So that has been another productivity favor, but it's only been in the last like month and a half. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I know that I would really like for them to get to the point where they have a Google task on your watch. That would yes, be really I agree. Nice. I would I agree. love that. Um, so guys, a lot of the things that we've mentioned here as far as our 2023 favorites, if there is a link to go with it, we will put that into the show notes so that you guys can go and check that out. Don't forget that we do have the 2024 planners for January to December that are now available in our store. And while you're over on our website, teachingonthedouble.com, you can also submit your time-sucking hurdle to be featured right here on the podcast. And we would love for you to subscribe if you are not already so that you can get notified when we drop our new episodes, which is on Thursday morning. And you would be our favorite person in the whole wide world if you would just leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us get into the ears of so many teachers out there. And we just like hearing from you guys. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.